the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that is raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me is my very, very talented friend, who is one of the strongest women I know, the Mixtress DC, Gina. Hi. Hi, lovely. How are you today? I am good. How about you? Wearing, I'm wearing little flowers, little, I know, little flower really, power. You look very summery. I like it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm playing with my fronds. Just so you know, that's a whole nother show. It is. Well, that's very funny. R R. All right. So anyway, uh, how, how are you? Are you look like you're at last call? Is that right? I you am. Are? I am at last call here in D.C. Getting ready to hopefully reopen sometime late August, September-ish. We're not sure. Yeah. But welcome to COVID. You know, you have to like. Keep everybody safe, which is the most important, and then have fun after. Yep. So, but you are, but you're serving out of, uh, out of a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Buffalo, all the Buffalo and Bergens are open, limited hours, eight to three, and then um, our Airstream uh, Suburbia is open, serving frosty beverages from Wednesday to Sunday, from sunset. Sorry. Sorry, 11 to sunset. <laughs> my gosh. From sunset to dawn, I don't know. I'm making my own liquor hours during COVID. Whatever. Oh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's no, my really favorite place. Today, Louise, this is a very exciting episode for me. It is. It's all I about I'm strength. Nervous. I don't know. Don't be, don't be, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You're the strongest woman I know, but let's go back to that, right? So speaking of strength. Do you know the legendary, like old timey um, strongman axe? Strongman axe. Of course, step right up. Yep, exactly. Oh, that song's now in my head. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> I'm sure you also know that there are many muscles throughout the body, right? Tons and tons of muscles. So apparently, um, so we know we have lots of muscles in our body, and apparently there are many ways to ways to demonstrate physical strength. Which brings me to Senor Lawanda. So Senor, not Senor, but Senor, took his thought, took this thought on the chin, literally, ran with it. He spent his lifetime working on his impressive acts, demonstrating his strength, but not with his arms, no, 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 but with his jaw. He apparently had this special made harness made for his jaw and part of his act is he would lift a 1400 pound horse just using his teeth in this really? specially made harness yeah yeah why you ask why i'm not really sure but really well i <laughs> i'm sure it had something to do with the fact that he just had to you know, be a little different from everyone else and he needed to prove the point that picking up a horse with your teeth for no it was a great idea for no if for no other reason his future wikipedia page would have some amazing art <laughs> what year was this a uh, long time ago yeah, I don't know what year this was. <laughs> you got me. You stopped me. I don't know that. I didn't do that. I didn't put that in my notes. <laughs> but yeah, so it is early turn of the century. I mean, definitely, if you see, it's all the same, like, line art. It definitely was that, you know, 1800s, you know, kind of circus acts. But yeah, strong art, strong art acts. So now today's designated drinker may not pick up things with her teeth, but she's amazing. She has amazing strength. She's one of the five strongest women of all time, a world champion powerlifter and strength athlete. She's the owner of Blue Collar Barbell and a strength coach, Shauna Mendelson. Welcome to the show, Shauna. 
Hey guys, what's up? Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you forever. I know. It has been forever. I feel like. I know. Just a mystery. Really? So, so our on Instagram. Know. Sorry, sorry. I know. <laughs> no, Shauna and Gina go way back, so it's going to be one of those episodes that I'm just going to run alongside and try to remind these guys that you were not on Long Island back in the day, hanging out, <laughs> hanging out with you know that guy Vinny. You know that one time. Not going to know what they're talking about. <laughs> we'll just drink yeah. and just call it a day. <laughs> no, Shauna has so much to tell. We're going to talk about Shauna. Yes. Okay. So, Shauna, do you really have all these jackasses that walk up up to you and ask for you to like arm wrestle them? And please tell um, me you shut them down. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> but I won't. I won't arm wrestle. I won't arm wrestle them. Yeah, but they ask. Oh yeah, they ask all the time. Yeah. Well, I guess it comes with the territory, right? Yeah. It's it's interesting being um, a muscular female. That's for sure. <laughs> what what makes you say that? Interesting how? For the um, rest of us who are not. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's not often that people see, well, actually, most recently with CrossFit and things like that, um, being a muscular woman is a little bit more accepted in normal society. But you don't see people who are, especially females who are my size, very often, like walking down the street or whatnot. Um, and so you get a lot of looks and a lot of people come up to me and ask me if they can, you know, feel my biceps or, you know, they ask me how much I bench all the time or as you asked, you know, can they arm wrestle me, you know, stupid things. I can't even imagine that like walking up and like, can I feel your muscles? Yeah. How about my fist in your face? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, as, up, as I've gotten older, I've mellowed out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so you, it's a lot of work for what you've done of what you have accomplished. I mean, we joke about all of this, but you're like ranked number one. Yeah. That's amazing. Number one in my weight class in the world. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. such an accomplishment. Shauna, can you tell people, so can you give, can you give everybody a little background as to how and why, like, you know, when this became like your, like your passion became your job, because I think that's, what's the most fascinating about everything. So in 2003 is when I opened up my first gym, 2002, 2003, 2002 going into 2003, but I was competing, you know, for years before that. And it got to a point where I was working in corporate America and although I loved what I did, I just, I don't know, it just wasn't something that was fascinating to me. It wasn't giving me that feeling of accomplishment. And I felt that when I lifted and when I was in that community, that I knew that I can give the best of myself back to what other lifters may need in order to accomplish what I've accomplished in my career. Oh, interesting. But you you spent a while before you jumped like into it full heart full heartedly or full heartedly. Yeah, yeah. Before I opened, it, yeah, I started before home. you opened the gym. <laughs> yeah, because you, you started in fashion, right? Yeah, I was in the garment district for what like seven and a half years, and uh, yeah, that was my first love. Well, at least I thought I loved it. 
And then, you know, from the outside, when you look in and you watch all these fashion shows and all this stuff going on and like, you know, that runway show, and you're like, oh, yeah. I can do that. Or, you know, you see all these stylists and they're, you know, dressing all these like amazing people and all this crazy stuff's going on. Well, that doesn't happen unless you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. <laughs> I was like the grunt in my industry. I mean, I did. I think I did like a little bit of anything that you could do in fashion. Included yeah. bring garment bags to Maryland <laughs> and we brought them up 20 fucking flights of stairs because we didn't have an elevator. Uh, Shauna, Shauna used to show collections and one of her territories was like Annapolis, Maryland. And she would come down to DC when I was in college and she'd be like, you know, I'm going to stay with you. I'm like, awesome. Because I wanted to see Shauna, but we got to bring 19 garment bags full of clothes upstairs. Now, I don't know if you know how heavy that could possibly oh, be. I'm and we sure. Were, and where I lived, I was cheap and I had no money. So there was no elevator. So we would run up the stairs and we'd have all these bags. And then of course I had roommates and then we would try on all of the clothes and we would have every single thing on. And then it was just like most ridiculous. And then Shauna would be merchandising and fashioning up everybody because it was fun. Yeah. And then we'd take like real film pictures. Actually, I think we had a digital camera then that maybe was this big. And <laughs> we'd take pictures and, you know, it was so fun. And then like to think about that now, it's I almost forgot that was a whole portion of your life. Like, I mean, I know that portion of your life, but I almost forgot about that because you're like, your passion for what you do is, it's, um, I'm trying to find the word, it's compelling. Like you, you want to be part of your story. Like I see how people become so like intricately involved and like, and like how it is, but like, it's, I wonder, well, I want to know, I want you to tell people about it. Like, how do you do, how, how do you get yourself so committed to something? Cause it's like, you powerlifting and all that's a relationship. Like I made it, I made it my life. Right. But like, how do you do that? Like, how so do you do I that? completely engulf myself in what I do. Um, from the moment I wake up in the morning, just to give you an example. So there's a two, it's a two part answer to your question really. And, okay. and so I'll go just hear me out. So from the moment I wake up in the morning, it's literally, lifting weights on my brain from the moment I wake up. It is, okay, I know who I have today. I know what I'm going to do with them. I'm blah, 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 blah. I don't have anything written down for any of my clients. It's like, we come in, I know what we're going to do, and we just get to it. Um, how I've become, I actually literally made a niche for myself. You know, I was like one of the first people to ever start doing, you know, online training. Oh, wow. I was... You know, I was one of the first people to start doing um, clinics, you know, going around to different gyms and teaching people how to lift properly. You know, when I go into something, I go in 110%. Like there is nothing about me that does not have to do with what I do. No matter where I go, no matter who I interact with, what I do is always at the top. And then everything else just kind of like folds in between. And it's not even like I even bring it up. I basically branded myself. 
And I just kept getting out there and I just kept hitting the pavement and just networking and talking and just really being a, a part of and of everything that I that I encompass. And I think that's where a lot of my strength comes from also, because um, it's something that I feel like like God gave me to do. Oh, interesting. So you see it as a calling. I feel that way. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not just me that does it. I mean, my brother does it too, you know, so to have two siblings in the world who basically do the same exact thing on two different coasts and who are both simultaneously the best in the world, period. We're the only brother sister team in the evolution of our sport who have ever done that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of like how I feel. I feel like, you know, I was put on this earth to basically do what I do. And it took me a little bit to get there because I had to get through other things that I thought may have been, you know, of interest to me. But from the moment I really started like lifting heavy, cause I always trained, but for the moment I actually did like my first real squat, I was hooked. I mean, it was just, there was nothing else that I wanted to do. It was just like a light bulb went off and it was like, okay, you're home now. Oh, how interesting. Because it is such a, like, it, it's a niche. You are in a definite, and, and I would assume, and I'm totally assumption, but I, um, I'm sure I'm not too far off of the mark here. You are one of few women. Yeah, for sure. There Did are... you feel like you had a challenge with that when you first got in, especially not so much that you, the challenge of doing it with yourself, like building your own body, because it's it feels very... Um, not selfish, but I mean, it's, it's something that you're doing to yourself. It's like, it's within you. But right. when you went to, when you started working with other people, did, is, as a woman, was that a challenge? Never. Interesting. I always, it was, it's interesting also because, I mean, when I first started really getting into the sport, I trained at a facility that, um, it was all male dominant. Yeah. You know, there was like one other female besides me who trained there and she was older. Oh, interesting. And yeah. And um, so, you know, she was kind of like somebody who I looked up to um, in regards to having that, you know, female connection. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because she was a little older, she didn't last in the sport, you know, as long as I did. So she kind of like faded out while I was still there. And I think that because of the place that I trained at and the people who I knew and who I intermingled with yeah. and... Um, you know, this, the strength sport is very small. So when you intermingle with the right people, mm -hmm. your name gets around very quickly. Interesting. And, and I so, guess being number one helps too. I mean, it's not like, yeah, like, but oh. it took me a long time to get here. You know, oh, like I'm I wasn't, sure. I wasn't always number one, you know, from day one coming out of the gates, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it was really, um, learning about the sport and, who, you know, the best people in the world were. And I made sure that I had the opportunity to train with the best people who walked the face of the planet. That's who I learned from. Those are the people who I always looked up to. You know, I was never going up to some random guy in the gym and saying, hey, you know, can you tell me how to squat? Uh-uh. You know, I mean, there's a gym in, in Ohio called Westside Barbell. And the owner of that gym, his name is Louis Simmons. And Louis Simmons 
literally creates the strongest people who have ever walked the face of the planet, period. Wow. And I'm a descendant of him. You know, I've been working with him since I'm like 19 years old. So I'm again. Oh, just just a couple of months then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm again lucky that I had the opportunity to, you know, meet him and get to know him and, you know, a bunch of other lifters that may have lifted with him at some point that I was also able to train with and, you know, things like that. So, you know, it's very, very important that no matter what field that you're in, that you seek out whoever the best are in that field. Sure. That's absolutely only how you become better yeah. you know knowledge is power and I learn something new every day you know I never think that I know everything ever oh then we I always say that if you think you know everything about something you should just quit and go do something completely yeah a hundred percent you just drank your own kool-aid you're wrong yeah. probably chances are you're wrong absolutely. and you need to just go do something you don't know at all then because absolutely you, you kind of shut you, you I think you stunt yourself I think when 100%. I've met I've known quite a few people who were very good at what they did and got to the point where they just thought they knew everything. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, then then you're only as good as, I always believe you're only as good as the last thing you did. Mm-hmm. So what you did yesterday doesn't count anymore. I mean, it's great, right. but I mean, you've got to keep growing and, and uh, yeah, drinking your own Kool-Aid is, is stupid. Absolutely. I just think you shorten <laughs> your own life and then no one likes you anyway, so. <laughs> I, I think that people like that, there's not a lot of people that like them anyway. Yeah, exactly. They're lonely assholes. <laughs> Gina um, reminds me how much I don't know on a regular basis. Like, no, nah, just get it back. <laughs> Gina's brilliant. Yes, yeah, she don't is. Let, I don't know. let her fool you. She's like ridiculous. Oh, no, I know she is. She reminds me how brilliant she is. She's- <laughs> <laughs> now... I can't get my internet to work be stabilized today, so clearly I'm not that brilliant. Um, <laughs> if I only we could all this. fix that, man. Ugh. I know. Um, I would like to say one thing that I find truly fascinating is how many disciples of your own that you're creating, Shauna, because I see people reference you like on Instagram or Facebook in different in different worlds where like I don't your reach is so big now. And like, I mean, I know people down here that like, you know, power lift and they know, like really know you, not just know, like, this is what you do, but like may have been to a meet that you were at or may have gone places that you've been to like meet you or like your friends will watch you lift and stuff. And like one of these girls that works for me, she's, um, she's a lovely girl. She's like 22. She works on the hill and she wants to be a, she likes power lifting. And I was like, oh, my friend does that. And she's like, yeah, who's your friend? Like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, Sean and Mendelssohn, have you heard of He's like, that is not your friend. I go, yes. <laughs> and she's going to answer. And they're like, she's like, no, do you understand who she is? I'm like, I, I do. I do understand who she is. But it's, it's incredible when that moment happens and you realize, like, I, I mean, I know you made it. Like, I know that, like, and we come, where we come from, Louise or everyone listening to the show you know there's a certain sense of pride when you make it and I don't mean like you have a million dollars in the bank or you know you're fucking flying a plane but like in your like you've achieved you know your best self like you're constantly working on the best self and you've made it in that portion and like 
it's kind of amazing because there's not many of us who have and to see like to see it it's kind of a, it's like inspiring and you're a woman Thanks, which makes it even better <laughs> it makes it even better <laughs> um on that note can we make a cocktail we can let's let we make a cocktail let's cheers all this yeah all right do i need yeah, to bring, I have to bring this over here right so i have to bring this over here so I can yeah, you, can, you can you can okay. or you can bring your phone over or whatever whatever you want to do I okay. was gonna. I'm just gonna push this down a little bit, um, like that. Right. Everyone can see, right? Yeah, we need to hurry up because I keep eating on my melon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, in, in my in my blender, I'm sorry, I, I jumped ahead. I put um, two ounces of rum, and okay. I asked everybody to do to do uh, white rum, or if you have coconut rum, or if you just really hung up on spiced rum, you can really use whatever you want. I prefer to use Bacardi White because it's gonna like really lend itself to the flavors that we're gonna do today. And this cocktail is one of my absolute favorite because it's just really fresh. Perfect, love it. You're so attentive to detail, Sean. That's why I love you. Um, so two ounces? So if you saw, yeah, just two ounces. <laughs> I'm guessing two you drop ounces. drop it in. Okay. And then you're gonna, well, you can give them to Jay. Perfect. Okay. Okay, ready? So you're going to drop in. The next thing you're going to do is take some chunks of pineapple and you're going to put at least four ounces of pineapple in there. And you're going to put four ounces of um, another melon or um, other fruit. What did you pick? I picked um, honeydew. I got watermelon. Watermelon, perfect. Four ounces. So that's about six pieces. So what if oh, I'm doing mine in a shaker, Gina? If you're going to use a shaker, you're going to muddle it, Louise. You're going to take okay. your fruit, yep. put it in there. Give your model, give your, give your, um, see, Shauna would your, be proud um, of me because it's a little more of a workout because I have to push it in. So see, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I love Use that. those arms. I am. I'm working my guns. Um, and now we're going to, so now here's, here's the thing. I personally believe that the fruit is definitely enough sugar and stuff in this cocktail. Some people might find that they need a little bit of extra sugar in this. If you want to, at this point, you can put in there. Um, a half an ounce of simple syrup or a, or a ginger syrup or something that you like. I'm going to leave that out of mine and I'm going to add some mint. And when I say by adding mint, I'm only going to put in there a couple of leaves. So if you have mint, great, use it. If you don't like mint, don't use it. So I'm just going to put in like five leaves and then I'm going to put a little bit of lime juice. Now you can use lemon juice, lime juice. Don't use orange juice. You need one of the harder citruses. So either lime or lemon. And you're gonna use in that one about a half an ounce to an ounce. What's better, lime or lemon? Like. What's better, lime or lemon? I am. You have watermelon, you know right? You know, me with, you know me with my gasoline. Yeah, lemon, lemon, lemon. You okay. Don't I don't. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Mardi Gras thing. That is Mardi Gras, and it's amazing. <laughs> Well, Sean and I, a long time ago, in a different life, went to Mardi Gras together, and um, Sean, Sean was drinking 48 ounces of <laughs> <laughs> so 47 pieces of lime, <laughs> and and not just one, like one every hour. Oh, and we wanted to know why we saw Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, when do we put ice? Um, sorry, now we're going to take a, I know you're making, I forget what you're doing. Uh, you're going to put in there, now this is important when you're making a frozen drink, you want to only put in there to make it a nice smoothie, 
about one cup and a quarter of ice and use your like cup measurement because it's the perfect ratio to make it nice and smooth. I love how you're like, where's the ice? I'm like, wait, which one's the mixture, Stacey? <laughs> which one's the number one no, power lifter? If I, if I mess this up, I'll be like crushed. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to make sure I do We're gonna drop right. that in. Putting this in, and now I'm just gonna I'm gonna start blending it. Okay, so I apologize for the sound, but you're gonna was gonna kind of roll through it, so you can start your um, blender whenever you're ready, Shauna. All right. Start shaking, Louise. I'm shaking. I'm not plugged in. Wait, ready? I'm not doing anything. Hold on. Uh, here's a oh, plug. I gotta tip. plug it Blend in. Your I gotta yeah, plug oh, it in. The, the two of you, neither <laughs> of you plug them in. This is a first for me, by the way, but it's awesome that it happened with you, Shauna. Okay, here we go. Okay. How long do you smooth it for? Until it's smooth. So, <laughs> like, you basically, you want it to get it smooth, so I just got to move mine around for a second. I got to put it down. You got that awesome ninja. This thing's like no joke. Okay. I think mine's smooth. Oh, it's smooth. <laughs> Gina, would all you right. want me to double strain mine or am I letting all the bits go in? Let me no, you want to double strain yours over fresh ice. Yep. For sure. Got it. All right, okay. so so now you have your cocktail and um so I did something a little bit fancy. I, I'm using my half oh. of my 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 melon as my as my dish. But this is only because, you know, I have to be the best at what I do, Shauna. And then we're gonna pour you it in are. there. And if you can see the texture, yeah. it's nice and frozen, right? Um, normally I would have like a little, I have a little bit extra in there right now because I only use my honeydew. If you use a regular glass, it's just about 12 ounces, perfect. And then I'm just gonna garnish um, my, my cross island fruits and I will tell everybody why. <laughs> uh, with a little bit of uh, pineapple frond, pineapple and a little bit of mint. And now, uh, now can I can I tell everybody the story or no? Which one? Is that okay, Shona? <laughs> Which story? <laughs> that we used to work across island fruits. Oh yeah, I don't care. I don't know how to garnish. Right. First, that's perfect. Oh, looks terrible. It looks like a dead All right, well, mine. Hold up your drink, doesn't matter. Hold up your drink. <laughs> I'm getting there, I'm getting there. <laughs> Look so, how fancy yours is. All right, cheers. Cheers. Mm. It's fun. Ooh, ooh, that's good, Gina. Ooh. Ooh you don't good. need the extra sugar. No, no, you need no no extra no sugar in this. This is no. lovely. So I'm going. So the reason. Why, so we're gonna call this drink the Cross Island Fruits. It's because that <laughs> is when I first met Shauna. So in a million, in two lifetimes ago, Shauna, um, I was in high school, and so I was Shauna. Shauna was just finishing school. Yeah. I was in college. And we worked at, she was going to, yeah, she was going to college, your first year. And yeah. <laughs> um, she was going to uh, college in, in Long Island, and I went to go work at this place called Cross Island Fruits, and it was, um, I don't know how to describe it, it's still there. It's a fruit stand that had a fish, meat, whatever, it's an Italian fruit stand, right? It was a and total mafioso front. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. No yeah, hundred percent. And 
I walk in and I'm going to be this cashier and Shauna is like, who are you? <laughs> and she gives me the what for of who I am and how it's going to go. And I'm like, okay. So, and I learned so much about fucking fruit <laughs> at the age of 15 that nobody needs to know ever in their lifetime. Like, you don't need to know the difference between a honeydew, a Santa Claus melon, and yeah. a honeydew <laughs> musk melon, and what yeah. time of the year comes out and how much does a pound. You don't need to know this in life. I knew this. Shauna knew this. And we lived this bizarre lifestyle of this is where we worked, right? So we had this, so we had this this job and we became friends and Shauna really became in charge of me which was awesome and I I see that never set her trade. up to be the strongest woman in the world if she can run you she can do anything yeah. 100% Shauna's in charge but all my friends we all Shauna was always in charge it didn't matter so we, and nobody fought it either we tried once and it doesn't work out and then she and then you're like all right I'll whatever never you mind Look at those guns. I'm going to shoot. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> so, so we, we meet at Cross Island Fruits. I, I had to put all of these melons and fruits and everything there and there because how could I not pay homage to how we became? And like, <laughs> from and the it's true. Point. And I did from the starting point, from the beginning of our relationship. And I, and I think that um, this cocktail is very reminiscent of like all of that sweet, tangy, for mine, a little minty, zesty sometimes. Silly because it's in a giant bowl. But <laughs> put together, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, so I love you. I love and you I don't too. say it to many guests. I think just Neil. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So Gina, let's do our housekeeping while we are, uh, while we're at okay. it. Uh, where are they going to go to get this cocktail? You're going to go to designateddrinker.show. What? They're going to go to designateddrinker.show. Absolutely. So you get all of Gina's tips, tricks, and how-tos on this cocktail and every cocktail before this one, as well as we're also going to make sure that you get links on in the show episode notes, as well as our website on where Shauna is. If you just can't wait to like take on the world and knock it down and build it back up, then you'll go right to uh, Blue Collar uh, Barbell. We'll make That's sure you right. Links Long Island, that. baby. Bohemia. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to go back to, like, we we said you're, like, one of five strongest women. I want people to actually understand, because when you broke this down for me, I was like, wait, what? And my next question was, can you bench press or, or not bench press, that would be ridiculous. Can you deadlift a car? And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> I have. So break break down your numbers and, and explain that to me, because okay. they, they are off the chart. So my best squat in competition is 717 pounds my best squat in the gym is 800 what so yeah so hopefully september 5th is my next competition so we'll see what i do there um my best bench press in competition is 455 pounds and i did that over on the other side of the pond um in finland and my best deadlift of all time is 525 that's craziness. And so what's a regular, what's a car weigh then? Average? Well, it all depends. Yeah. It depends on the size of the car. Like one of those like sure. Fiat's or those <laughs> Mini Coopers or whatever. 
And then they have those little what smart cars. Those are ridiculous. Those don't weigh like anything. Those are like roller skates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would, you even, would you even drive one of those? If you can lift, I feel like if you can lift a car, you shouldn't drive that car because that car is not. <laughs> exactly. Like, I wouldn't 100% be, I'm going to go the next time I get a car, I'm going to go to the dealership. Can, can anybody lift this up? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a new question. That would be a new qualifying question for me. Uh, you see? I'll be like, yeah. can you lift it or not? Um, like, I, I, I have no idea. Like, I would be like, that, that car is a piece of shit. Like, can you deadlift this? Because I think you can. <laughs> you need to meet me at the dealership. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be like on the phone with you, like like screaming at the guy, like, you motherfucker, you, Shauna, can you lift this? She can lift this. We're not getting this car. <laughs> screaming. Where, yeah, where's the safety? Shot. Where's the safety? <laughs> I mean, if, if she can lift it, how do you know it's not somebody else going to just lift the car and carry it away? <laughs> They'll just take it home. <laughs> But like you talked about your brother who, Uh but your grandfather too, did you told me that he was a a prize fighter, right? My grandfather was a prize fighter, yeah, in the 30s and 40s. Wow, so it it just runs in your family. We have a lot of athletic people in my family, yeah. But, you know, we put it to use. So, you know, some people have, you know, certain gifts in their life and they just, you know, they don't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So we were lucky enough where, you know, we just kind of did something with it and, you know, I was always like, even as a kid, I was always one of those girls that was just the strongest out of all my friends. So, but who knew that it would take me here? It's amazing, though. Stuart Manor Field, she proved it. She proved that she was the <laughs> Okay, I don't, sorry. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea what that means, but it's very funny. If you're not watching us on YouTube, <laughs> their faces are priceless. If you've never you watched to, our channel, you need to, you need to go watch it because... If nothing else, Shauna can't breathe, and Gina's the color of watermelon. <laughs> Gina, no, because this is what happened. Because we were hanging out, and there were these kids, and for some reason, they, they wanted to fight guys. us. <laughs> yeah, these guys. For some reason, they wanted to fight us or wrestle us or something. So Gina had this bright idea. All right, let's do it. So we go over to like this schoolyard. It's like midnight, okay? <laughs> and then I don't know how it all happened. Like, you know, Gina's like rolling around with this guy, like in the middle of this field. And I'm like, what's going on? And I go over there and I just wrecked him. <laughs> I, like, I like wrecked them both. It was, it was hilarious. And they didn't even know what to do. <laughs> it took me home to my mother with giving me the argument like you don't have to do that and I'm like and she's like if you like him you don't beat him up I'm like I don't want him I don't even like him I don't even like him I don't know how that happened but I was like gonna let some boy it roll, push me I don't even know what it was it was like slap fighting it was, so it was at school like he was messing with you at school that's what it was that's what yeah. it was and then you were God. like we're taking it to the park <laughs> at midnight, yeah. other probably dogs in my room. Oh my God! Now I have two little girls. Jesus! Somebody help me! I, I'm a good person, God. Please don't make my kids like me. <laughs> you know what though? As Gina got older, like I was the only one that Gina was allowed to hang out with. Oh, because. <laughs> 
<laughs> because Gina's mom was like, you know, Shauna's older, you know, she's in college, she works, <laughs> she has her shit together. <laughs> Meanwhile, we were out there causing havoc. <laughs> My mother, it was really funny. One time when Shauna and I went to go see Emerson, I, I don't know why I'm sharing this personal story, but it's really funny. Uh, one time uh, I was in, it was my senior year of high school and um, Pink Floyd was playing and her uncle came into town and I was a tender age of 17. I graduated high school at 17. Shona picked me up from school. This is no lie. So Wanaga High School, that's where I went to school, in a stretch limo with her uncle. So I guess to go see Pink Floyd. I, I, was it Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Right? Yankee yeah, Stadium. We had, we had fourth floor, row. third row seats. Wow. Third row, that's what it was. I yeah. was, keep in mind, 17. I just came from high school math, books in, <laughs> books in tow in a limousine. Go see the most epic fucking show ever. Don't go home because, of course, why would I go home? Because now I have a new ID for Maria Morello and I'm 21 years old. I spend the night at the limelight. 17, still 17, everybody. As Maria Morello. I believe that she's still like, oh my God, you I think I remember her, I you remember her address. You were on the floor of CBGB's. That's what it was, CBGB's. Because <laughs> I had a test the next day. I got dropped off in the same limo back to high school. In the same clothes. <laughs> same clothes. Yeah. The same, and my the mother. Same everything. Now, now here's the kicker, everybody. I mentioned I was graduating high school that year, right? I was punished. From the day I finished high school, for that, for that, it was in June. From the day I, gra- I had to leave my house to graduate, and then I was punished for the remaining summer until I started college. Oh my God. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Was it worth it? Yeah. Go to a fucking show at 17, then go to all these amazing bars and see epic shows and be treated like you just came out of like you're a rock star and your brain and then go to school. And then I, by the way, aced my math test. And then I graduated with honors from school. So whatever. You did. That was impressive. So you no, know that what? was a crazy summer because we, we went to Woodstock too. Oh, that was, an, oh, I forgot. That was the other thing that we did. Yep, we went to Woodstock. So I snuck out and Shauna picks me up, picks me up, and we went to Woodstock. No, your mom knew you, we were going. Because if it wasn't for Gina's mom, we would have been so screwed. No, I was punished. She bought us the tent. She bought us that yeah. tent before I went to the, to, to the concert yeah. with you. But how many and I wasn't allowed to she- go. But how many baby wipes did she give us? 700,000. <laughs> she gave us two suitcases filled with baby wipes. Yeah, 700,000. And thank God we had them because we got demolished by a mud wave. And that's how you cleaned up with baby wipes? Yeah. We almost got stuck in, in Woodstock. You could, you could, you're lucky you could still be there. There was like 500,000 people that weren't supposed to be there. I'm pretty yeah. convinced wow. I can't get any diseases because I went to Woodstock. <laughs> exactly. I could probably lick was- coronavirus and still not get it because I went to Woodstock. Because it was the best disgusting thing, there. It was disgusting. But we were on Good Morning America. Yep. Brushing yep. teeth. Brushing also teeth. Also in trouble Gina- for that. And Gina-, Gina was braiding my hair. <laughs> 
That's another show. Let's do another show called <laughs> What You Shouldn't Do at 17. The best thing from being on Good Morning America was me this past year being on ESPN. So oh, those two cool. things, I'll put it right up there. <laughs> Aww, I love that. So I'm gonna bring it back to you, Shauna. Yes. <laughs> you participate in the Scott. What is it? The the Scottish Highland Games. Yes. Tell me. She was kind of explaining to me. Will you share with everyone what that means? Sure. So Scottish Highland Games have been around since. Pfft, I don't like. I don't even know. It's probably like the oldest sport in the world, and. It is all about throwing things for height and throwing things for distance. And it's similar to a strongman contest because you're using all of these different elements throughout the day. So one of the big elements that we use in Scottish Highland Games is the caber toss, which looks like that big, huge, long telephone pole. Oh, yes. Right, and you pick it up and then you throw it. And it How has much does that weigh? So for every game, they weigh differently. Oh. Yeah, so I have one in my gym that's like 100 pounds, something like that. Um, but they can weigh anywhere from like, you know, women. So the women's sticks, what they call, are lighter than the men's sticks. Yeah. So, but the women's sticks sometimes are so light that it's just like it just swirls and like flies through the air. <laughs> so you want something that's got like a little bit of weight to it so that you sure. have the ability to actually flip it. And it has to flip to a perfect 12 o'clock. So it has to go head over head to flip perfectly to hit for 12 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, and a, a 12 o'clock is a perfect score. And In so are you lifting it like this then? like So you here? pick it up literally from the ground, like you're deadlifting it up from the ground and it's uh -huh. something called a pick where you literally have to take both of your hands and put it like directly underneath the, the, the end of the stick. Gotcha. You pick it up and it's like 18 feet high. So it's like a hundred pounds and 18 feet high. So you literally, you literally have to be able to balance it with your body. Yeah. So you need to pick it up and you need to pull it in really, really close and bend into it. And this is when like your abs completely have to engage and you have to brace with your body in order to control it. Cause you don't want it to like fall forward or fall back sure. prior, you know, prior to you being able to throw it. So then you take a couple steps and you just, woof, and it just soars. It's so cool. Do you make that sound? <laughs> yeah. Probably come with a lot of different sound effects. <laughs> Shana, did you, did you share the greatest thing that you ever did? What is that? Shana, <laughs> as a child, was a child star. What? <laughs> Shauna. Shauna has, been, Shauna has been famous since she's been little. Shauna, did you ever see the Oscar Mayer commercial with the little girl on the lake eating a piece of bologna? Singing, oh, I have my baloney has a first name of the two <laughs> red braids. Okay, so the funny thing is, you know, Dave's little sister, and I would have been years later because she's Dave's little younger sister. She, because Dave grew up in LA, well, his second half, his little sister was supposed to be the Oscar Mayer Wiener girl, and she wouldn't eat the, she wouldn't eat it. 
So of course, oh. you, I'm sure you know this, they line up the kids and if one doesn't work, they just kick you off and there goes yep. the next one. And she was always been a little bitch and she was like, no, I don't want to eat it. And they're like, no, you've been working on it. And Dave's mom's like, come on, you're, you're right here, you're right yeah. here. And she was going to be the little girl and she wouldn't eat it. And then she's like, no, I don't want to eat it. <laughs> Okay, well, well, guess what? I, so you she were, so you were the, you were the little redheaded girl. Oh, how Thank cute! You know. No, <laughs> she it's literally not. when she sings it in her voice, it's it's literally like you're watching the commercial in the 19 fucking 80, like the early yeah, 80s. When, when we were yeah. all growing up, I'm sure it's the classic commercial that we all know. It's her. That's, That's literally awesome. Shauna. It's my favorite That's thing. Awesome. Do it. Come on. Now she no. used to make me go to bars, and we'd be like hammered. She'd be like, all right, this is my friend Shauna, and she's going to sing the the Baloney song. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not singing. She's like, sing it. Sing it now. (laughs) You go now. (laughs) Again, if you don't watch us on YouTube, you have to see this one. Again, Shauna can't breathe, and Gina is the color of watermelon. The good thing, I think Shauna has probably very strong lungs because I have never had a designated drinker die on the show. I don't want it to be today. You know what, Shauna? You need to come down here and I'm going to make sure that the karaoke studio thing is set up on the other side of this bar and we're singing that fucking song. Okay, we have definitely gone totally off the rails. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Hilarious. So I do have a serious question for you, believe it or not. So at the Highland Games, which they're obviously in Scotland, I take it. They're all, well, so they they started in Scotland, but they have them lit like all over the world. And they're actually very, very big here in the States. And they have them all over the U.S. The last time I competed, well, the last time I did like a full, full game was actually in New Mexico at Worlds. So do you, so my question is, are the women who compete are, where do they mostly come from? Like the women that you're like, oh, like when you watch the Olympics, you kind of say, oh, the, you know, the like gymnast coming from certain, like America has been at the top of its game for a while. Used to be Russia. You know, you watch like each country or area can have like during certain times, like really ramp up these athletes. Do you see like women coming out of like a or, or people I women particularly I guess is what I'm asking about. Do you see them coming from a certain part of the world more so than anywhere else? Um, so as far as strength sports are concerned, um, putting Highland Games aside for a second, the U.S. has the strongest athletes in the world, hands down. Um, as far as women coming from specific regions in the world. Nordic women are always way stronger. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. to say because it's not like you can go, oh, Japanese women. I mean, they're right. <laughs> they're smaller, yeah. structured people. Yeah. Uh, you know, we as Mexicans were not the biggest people either. So I was just thinking that it would be. I was assuming, but I didn't want to jump to conclusions. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> totally. But um, also, a lot of people who compete in Highland Games, they most people have a very athletic background. Also, if you're good at it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people come from like a track and field background. Um, a lot of the guys come from like, they're like ex NFL players or, you know. Do you think the cardio plays in it? In college. In college. Um, <clears throat> a lot of it is technique and form. And a lot of times when you do like fast twitch movements with your body, like you need to have speed as well as strength. 
And unless you're actually taught that, um, it takes people a little bit longer to kind of grasp that. Because your because body you has have to move. you have a gymnast background, right? Yeah, from when I was a little kid, I was a gymnast, yep. Yeah. Um, and then I played ice hockey. And then, yeah. Yeah, I've always I, been I like figure it. skated. <laughs> <laughs> the first I time I put on figure skates, I fell right on my face because the stupid. Of course, and the, the first time Terrible. I did hockey skates, I was the same thing. I was like going pretty well, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "But how do I stop?" And how my do friends I stop, like, don't, right? don't, 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 don't go forward, don't go forward. And I was like, Burr! and I was like, Boom. but yeah, right. yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, and I was fine playing hockey as long as the puck came to the right side. Yeah, it was like on the <laughs> left side. I, what do you mean? Like I, yeah, I wasn't good at it. <laughs> I Just sucked. coordination. But I um, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. But um, but yeah, so you know, whenever you're, you know, either like a Highland Games athlete or a powerlifter or a strongman individual, um, you have to have not only strength, but you have to have speed, and yes, you do also have to have cardio. Yeah, and just th- when you were saying coming from like track and field, I was just wondering if that, and especially as a gymnast, I'm, I, that's like the full package kind of strength plus agility <laughs> plus you know all of the things. Well, that being come a with gymnast it. actually um, sometimes can be a little bit of a hindrance because you have very short muscle bellies to start with, and being a thrower, you need to have like very long lines when you throw because you need to be like, you have to have a lot of fluidity when you're like finishing like a a hammer. And if you tend to like choke up and you're using too much of your bicep rather than using your back, that's how you can like pull your bicep and different things like that, which you try to avoid. So next time I try that, I will will make sure that I keep all that in mind. (laughs) When I come down to DC, I'll bring all my stuff and we'll all do it like in a field. Okay. Gina and I'll be broken on the side. Like, oh. Gina will be like, let's do it. No, I'll do it. And She'll do I'll it. I'll never complain. And I'll do everything. And then the next day I'll be in the fucking hospital. Yeah. But I'll do it. <laughs> but yeah. I'll do everything. And I'll be like, I did it, right? Is this good? Am I doing it good? And I'll be in traction the next day. Getting IV because I'm half dead. You need to come back. All right. All right. All right. Louise. This is your final question. It's all you, Gina. I have one question. I know, but I have the best thing, ready? So, Shauna, in this day and age, everybody identifies themselves with some sort of spirit animal, and you might identify yourself with, you know, a little mini poodle. Yeah. Right? I'm asking you, if you could identify yourself with one ingredient, what would it be and why? And it could be either food or beverage related or whatever. Herb, anything. Salsa. Oh. Why? Because I'm delicious. <laughs> I have many different facets, and I'll kick you right in the balls with heat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> My spicy salsa friend. I love it. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> that is the first on the show, and I absolutely fucking love it. Shauna, it has been this is my favorite episode. I love it. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had so much fun. If you ever want to have me back on, I'll always be around. Just ask me. I would love Absolutely. to do it. Absolutely. It when COVID's over, we have to go up to New York, Gina, and do a workout with her. For sure. Yes. We can video it and everything. Uh, Shauna has also been to King and Burroughs as well. So everybody knows that she knows where the pizza is. They have the also. best fried capellini. 
There you go. Oh, you Long Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. All right. Cheers. cheers. Bye. Thank cheers. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company. 